Hello and welcome to another episode of Project Overlooked. Today we're going to be talking about the xenophobic violence against non-nationals in South Africa. Jean, a Congolese shop owner, received a really disturbing call on the night of September 2nd, 2019. On the other uh, on the other end of the line was his landlord, a South African who told him that rioters had broken into his shop in Johannesburg. Jean promptly headed to his shop where the violence was still ongoing. The riders chased him away from his shop, threw stones at his head, and forced him to flee. He counted himself lucky to escape unscathed, unlike his experience in a similar situation in 2008 when riders beat him and he sustained serious injuries. Another man in Johannesburg, Syed, a Bangladeshi shop owner, pointed at a row of shops ransacked by mobs during the same violence in September of 2019. Over 1,000 Bangladeshi shops were looted. Um, and mobs estimated to be by mobs estimated to be 300 to 500 people. Syed called the South African Police Service SAPS, but he said they did not show up until the third day, forcing him and other shop owners to stand guard over the shops without sleep day and night for three days as the mob th- threw stones and other objects at them. Natalie, a grade 10 student at a public school in Cape Town who came to South Africa in 2009 with her family from the Democratic Republic of Congo, paid a heavy price for being elected class monitor. She was severely beaten on August 27th of the same year by fellow students who thought a non-national was undeserving of being elected to such a position. She spent nine days in the hospital because of her injuries. Education authorities took no action because, according to them, the offending students expressed remorse and taking further action would, in their view, inflame tensions. When this report was finalized in August of 2020, Natalie had still not returned to school out of fear, as her attackers are still attending the school but have faced no consequences for attacking her. The violent mobs who destroyed John and Syed's shops were made of black South Africans who are angry at the economic and living conditions they are experiencing. Poverty and inequality, chronically high employment, high crime rates, and poor public services. They are directing this anger at African and Asian foreigners who they believe are taking jobs and livelihoods away from South Africans. Mobs also blame non-South African nationals for the high levels of crime and, as Natalie's brutal experience demonstrates, the the demonization of foreigners, and particularly other Africans and Asians, now permeates beyond disillusioned adults to their children. In March of 2019, the South African government launched its national action plan to combat racism, racial discrimination, xenophobia, and related intolerance, NAP. Among the actions that NAP identifies to be taken to combat xenophobia are creating mechanisms to ensure foreigners foreigners receive services they are entitled to, facilitating their integration and embracing a humane and dignified approach to managing migrants, refugees, and asylum seekers. However, as the incidents documented in this podcast episode will show, um, implementation of the NAP should include steps that could quickly and effectively improve accountability for perpetrators of abuse motivated by xenophobia and justice for its victims. Potential measures include creating a dedicated portal or contact for non-South African nationals to report xenophobic incidents and standardizing how instances of xenophobia are recorded and responded to across provinces, stations, and community policing structures. 
this uh, uh, podcast episode, once again, will uh, document some of the large-scale and more individual experiences of xenophobia, discrimination, and barriers experienced by non-nationals in the year following the launch of the NAP, as well as uh, as well as the at best anemic response by the government. Based on interviews with 51 people in Western Cape, Gatong, and KwaZulu Natal provinces, um, this podcast documents xenophobic har- harassment and attacks by South Africans including government and law enforcement officials, between March 2019 and March of 2020. In that period, mobs of angry rioters throughout South Africa have attacked and harassed non-nationals, blaming them for unemployment, crime, neglect by the government, among other things. In September of 2019, the same provinces I just mentioned, um, hundreds of people believed to be South African organized a national shutdown, blocking roads and highways, closing taxi ranks, schools and businesses, and chanting for all foreigners to leave. The shutdown turned violent, when, with mobs looting and torturing uh, homes, shops, and malls owned or rented by non-nationals. The government has said 12 people, 10 of whom were South Africans, um, died during the September 2019 unrest. However, based on interviews with shop owners, community leaders, teachers, students, truck drivers, lawyers, and several others, um, it indicates that a higher number of fatalities for both foreigners and South Africans were present. In addition to being targeted by mob violence, non-nationals interviewed who were for this uh, report uh, said that they have been harassed verbally and physically by South Africans for being foreign and not using local languages in their daily interactions, including while walking on the sc- street. A common and hurtful insult thrown at foreigners is the label Quere Quere. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, but it's spelled K-W-E-R-E, K-W-E-R-E. It's a derogatory and slang word used by black South Africans to mean foreigner. Foreigners um, and officials throughout the country have also used counterfeit good raids as a cover for xenophobic harassment and attacks. These raids are conducted by SAPS and Metro Police, but local civilians whose roles are to, uh, but whose roles are to identify counterfeit goods routinely accompany them. A common practice is to storm shops suspected of selling counterfeit goods with the goal of destroying or removing such goods from the market. Non-nationals said that uh, they believe their shops have been disproportionately targeted by authorities conducting counterfeit good raids. Sometimes, they said, their shops have been completely destroyed in raids and police officers have, been, have beaten them and fired tear gas and rubber bullets on them. The government claims that counterfeit good raids protect the local economy and South African jobs, but sellers have also said that... Um, the police have sold confiscated goods back to them after ransacking their shops in Johannesburg Central Business District and Dieppe's Loop. SAPS, Metro Police, and Department of Home Affairs representatives also try to approach suspected foreigners unaware or enter their homes to verify their documents and legal status, in which are known um, as documentation raids. During and after documentation raids, as with counterfeit good raids, foreigners have been beaten by police just for being present or for not complying with orders quickly enough. Documentation raids have also led to arrests of hundreds of both documented and undocumented foreigners throughout the country.
Foreigners have said that the police arrested and detained them for days to weeks in dirty holding centers while the Department of Home Affairs verified their legal status. Foreigners, including those who are community activists, um, said that law enforcement officials respond with indifference or they provide very inadequate remedies when they reported xenophobic attacks, such as beatings or lootings by South Africans. In the same vein, government and law enforcement officials have often denied that such attacks were xenophobic in nature, insisting instead that they were routine criminal acts. Um, they were The same people have also said that while non-nationals may be subject to pro- prolonged detention, for example, while their legal status is verified and, um, and their lawyers were denied access to them, by contrast, suspected perpetrators of xenophobic violence, if arrested, may be released within a few days without effective investigations into the crimes of which they were suspected. Such impunity emboldens others and perpetuates xenophobia. Most interviews um, and the, like that I've mentioned want to stay in South Africa uh, and contribute to the country and its economy. However, they face challenges in acquiring and renewing documentation to maintain legal status to remain in South Africa. This in turn causes difficulties in accessing education, healthcare, and other basic services. Such challenges also are also a pivotal barrier to accessing justice. With little to no access to justice, the path toward accountability for xenophobia and therefore bringing an end to it remains uncertain. As we can see, it's very, very prevalent and it's unfortunate that it's prevalent. And xenophobia in South Africa that sounds like one issue, but I, as I just said, like it leads to other things such as access to education, healthcare, and other services. And in order to help alleviate all of these issues, we need to get at the root cause. And that's the xenophobia present in South Africa. So as always, keep reading, keeping aware, share this podcast if you can, and donate. Thank you.